0: welcome to dbp the drunk bitches podcast i'm jamie and i'm sarah each episode we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip so let's get started but first pass the wine bitch hey db peeps welcome to episode 54 it is the napa know how
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> i don't know oh, if so you guys funny. i don't know if you guys know that commercial but
1: Never know how napa know how
0: Well, we're not talking about auto parts here. No, we're not. We're talking about Napa wines and our trip to Napa. And we are going to be drinking a historic Chardonnay from Kendall Jackson. Uh, Sarah's going to open it. It's in 2011. How did you?
1: I do This is one of your gems. We are going to be talking about our trip that we just took to Napa and Sonoma. But we're focusing on Napa for this one since we already did Sonoma um, when we were there. Um, But this is actually from a trip I took years ago to Napa and went to Kendall Jackson and bought this wine and forgot about it. So typically, I don't think you're supposed to keep Chardonnay this long. It's like an out of sight, out of mind experience. I don't know what happened. I've moved to within this time frame. Oh
0: yeah, that's true. So
1: I'm not really sure. I'm going to go ahead and open it. So kind of interesting that we're drinking a wine that I had on a Napa trip before to talk about our Napa trip we just had and how we know how to navigate
0: Napa a little better now. We know how Napa. We Napa know how.
1: So we don't know, we don't know how it's going to be, how this is going to be. I am going to talk about this specific type of Kendall Jackson
0: Chardonnay. It's, it's a Chardonnay, which you know, we, we recently did So we're not going to talk a ton about the grape itself because we, we've covered it relatively recently, but Sarah's going to share a little bit about this particular bottle. so and there nice. is a
1: phone number on the bottle. Oh, it's an 800 number though. So it's a little less True. They said they select, we selected this cork to ensure the highest wine quality. All right. It looks like one of those compressed ones. Yeah. It is like a recycled one. Mm. I really hope that this uh, works out. Now this type, this Chardonnay that they have is screw cap. So this is the Avant. Oh, I totally forgot the name. Yeah. It's a Kendall Jackson Avant Chardonnay, 2011,
0: California, obviously. Oh my God. Do you know why it's appropriate? because avant means, means before. before and yeah. you got this on your trip before we went to Arnie Oh my trip. gosh. So perfect. So
1: cool. <laughs> uh, and the ABV is 13.5%. Okay. It's pretty standard. Yeah. It is it is quite golden.
0: <laughs> it's it actually it is very Well, Kendall
1: golden. Jackson, I wonder if
0: this is going to be intact. We will find out. Cheers, cheers. Okay, so this this wine is not not what I would have necessarily expected. I I think we've waited a little long.
1: I think it's You think yeah, we've, it's- we've
0: we've we've overshot that aging yeah. that recommended aging period?
1: This is I mean, it
0: smells like old bananas. It also smells like and tastes like bruised or browned pineapple. When it's young, I'm sure it's fresh pineapple and things like that. So, like those tropicaly flavors, which speaks to the winemakers. Yeah, access, I right? mean, I did drink this there and liked it,
1: so I did buy it because it was good at the time. But I think what has happened is that we have waited too long um, because <sighs> it, it's it's this is uh, it's Bassett's Prime. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is eight years old. So how, this is a good lesson for us. Yeah. How much should we age Chardonnay? We're always talking about aging wine. Your red wines are going to age better. Not all of them, but most
0: of them. They could be laid down for like decades. Yeah. And years can
1: age pretty well. Um, But Chardonnay and depending on, I mean, this was not an expensive bottle. I think it was like 15 bucks. I don't know how much it was there. I don't remember.
0: Um, It's described, the label also says fresh, crisp, clean. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was.
1: So, okay, let's talk a little bit about Chardonnay aging. And then I want to talk about just Avant in general. Yeah. And what Kendall Jackson's trying to do because I would like to try now. The the fresher version? Yes, the fresher version. So when you get a Chardonnay after a few years, they're really rich and fresh. Like... They this is when they're at probably at their best. They're the most complex or the most flavorful. If you have some with a little bit oak, you're gonna they're not it's not gonna be too powerful. It's gonna, it's gonna really have a fresh style. But ones that have been oaked are probably not released until the two-year-ish mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so right when they're released, they're good or a year or two later. When you get into that three to five year window, then most um, rich-styled wines are going to be at their peak. Because the oak is going to be seamless, seamlessly integrated into the wine. Yeah, so
0: when you describe rich and it speaks to Chardonnay, yes. we're talking about that buttery, that creamy oakiness. Yes.
1: So the one to three years, it's going to be great. It's going to be fresh. But the three to five is when you're going to have that peak flavor. Um, you might have some secondary flavors like mushroom, uh, nuts. shard. That's, yeah, potentially. And it can be a little bit more complex, but the fruit is still youthful. Okay. Five to 10 years. And that is a large time frame. Um,
0: what, five to 10? Yes. It's a big span, so that's and true. And
1: we're heading towards the end of that 10 with this wine. Because we're, we're like eight plus a little bit here. Yeah. Um, so five to 10, then you're going to have more of that fruit quality that begins to brown, which we're kind of getting right now. You're going to have oxidative aromas that are going to be more prominent. Yeah. Uh, More of a nutty flavor. It's like banana bread. Not in a good way. Um, (laughs) I like banana bread. I do too. It's going to be any rich fruity flavors are going to be more savory. And you're going to have basically yellow brown fruit. This
0: is very golden, I might say. That's what you said when you first poured it. Yeah. And Chardonnay is gonna be more of a golden color, right? This is but it super. it doesn't always even when we drank the mannequin, yeah. It was more golden like this. But that also remember was very aged. Yes. That was but like that, 2011, 2012. But that, that withheld. That withheld. Yeah. I think that it speaks to again, there are certain ways that you can make the wine, you know, processes and techniques to use that will I think help it with its ageability. It also depends on the fruit and where it's from, necessarily. Because yes. the cooler climate Chardonnays are going to last better and does, longer. Does this specify where specifically in California it's from? Because so it only I'll, says California. Yeah, I will, I will get to oh, that in a minute. But um,
1: 10 plus years, you're only going to have a select few shards that are actually going to be still going strong. And those are going to be the really good producers... From cool climates, or from like you know little little areas in Sonoma or Russian River that are pockets of where you can have some cool climate, or Chibli. exactly. But most hot climate high oak styles are going to be done, no more. So I think we've kind of hit that with this one. This isn't a high oak, but I think we're
0: almost at that. Like no, we're, we've surpassed. We're gone. Yeah. We're going now. It's it's gone to the top of the hill. It's now. When it's like when you're 40, right? You're over the hill. Is that what the not that what the thing is? Yeah, we're over the hill. Though so this wine is in wine years. Yeah. <laughs> talk years. In wine years, it hit its peak before resting home. Or a good resting place. Yeah. <laughs> so, so but like you said, I think that it the way that it's described for the wine-making technique for this, I do believe that it had a much fresher and very crisp, very white wine. Or wine drinking friendly. um, No, and it is.
1: And in all honesty, I don't think this wine was made to age. It really wasn't. So Avant, the Avant label for Kendall Jackson. Yeah. So Avant means before in French. And they wanted to use this word to signify what the wine tastes like before without a new oak impact. So they're using oak, but they also use... They're using neutral oak and they're using steel tanks. So they're not using um, these huge new oak flavors with this chard so it's supposed to be more fruit forward and expressive the vintners reserve is supposed to be more complex now they have the avant collection for the chard the red blend sauvignon blanc and uh, i thought the cat but maybe not and then the vintners reserve is the more complex version mm-hmm. so they create two separate blends for this and then combine them together right before bottling so the first blend are wines fermented in stainless steel tanks to give them that like bright fruit flavor and then they say that it, it when they first make it, the fruit is so intense that it actually smells and tastes like pineapple juice, which we're definitely not I getting. dig that. Yeah. I
0: would dig that. I yes.
1: Um, <laughs> and then to make sure the fruit doesn't overpower, they blend it with the second. So the second blend is wine fermented in used oak barrels. So they have less flavor than new oaks. So you're not getting that like huge oaky butter bomb.
0: Yeah. You don't get the butter bomb. bomb. You don't get... What's usually yeah, what's usually described yeah. as your typical yeah, the, the butter California comes from more like
1: the malolactic, but this is like you don't get that vanilla bomb. Um, so the used oak kind of rounds things out um, and it creates a richer t- texture, softens the acidity, and let the, it lets the fruit kind of shine through. So they put that second blend through 100% malolactic fermentation, and that also helps soften the acidity. And then the final blend is 50% of that that was fermented in the stainless steel and then 50% in the used oak. And then this gives you like a light crisp chardonnay. They say that it's flavors of pineapple, juicy pear, crisp Meyer lemon and lime um, and with small finishing notes of vanilla. So that's from the used oak. Um, So they're basically trying to preserve that fruit flavor and the crisp acidity, but not have it be too oaky or too much of
0: the fruit. So I, I really think that it's de- the way that it's described and designed, the features of using the, the 50% stainless steel and the neutral oak is really meant to highlight the fruit and you have something that is meant to be drunk pretty young. Agreed. It's my fault.
1: So how dare, dare you, you. How, <laughs> how dare you I out of mind? They say for fans of lighter white wines like Pinot Gris and Sauvignon Blanc that this is a refreshing new Chardonnay. Well, at the time, because this was the first, yeah, first version, 2011, yeah. And this would be ideal for hot days, and the refreshing and crisp wine can also be appreciated by the Chardonnay fans who want something new. So, kind of hinting on that un-oaked crisp Chardonnay, but not quite. Uh-huh. Um, it's like a, it's like a happy medium potentially. Yeah, historically. Now. They still sell it. It's, it's pretty cheap. It's like 12 13 bucks. But I think their Vintners Reserve is more complex and meant to age. And this one,
0: not so much. <laughs> this one is meant to be, it's fresh. It's light. It's supposed to be, you buy. It's one of those like you buy, you drink it within the next eight yeah. hours type of deal. And so
1: interestingly enough, now they have an Avant that is un-oaked Chardonnay. Completely, completely, a hundred percent stainless steel fermented. Okay. that's the one that is out now. So I don't know when they stop doing the fifty-fifty. Uh, well, times are changing. It's because I think people are more into that unoaked Chardonnay, and you know, and this does Meat not please. speak to Kendall Jackson. Kendall Jackson has good quality wines. He's a sta- I... he's a staple, of, and his Chardonnay has always
0: been like. They've been award-winning. I always think that Kendall Jackson is on a bunch of, you know, top wine lists. It's not in the categories of like the 50 60 plus bottles of wine. But for the price that it's in, the price category, it's always one of those top-rated ones. So So, just to prove that I totally messed up with this, on their
1: website, (laughs) they say that the KJ Avant Wines is meant for fresh drink now style for casual gatherings. Drinkability is key. That's why they have the screw clap cap so it's oh. easily accessible. And the vintners' reserve is court clothes, and there's a more traditional and complex.
0: Oops. <laughs> and they Sarah misunderstood the assignment. Too. Oh, yeah. That's okay. That's okay. I messed up. It's, thank you for sharing. Yeah. Your aged Kendall Jackson. You've aged, you've shared two of your very aged Chardonnays with me, so you. Yeah, the other one was actually good. Yeah, although I do think that was hitting its prime as well. It
1: was, but this mm-hmm. is—I mean, this is—we're past it. Yeah. So I am gonna pick up a bottle of just see Avant. how the new one is. See how the new one is. I encourage everybody else to do that. Maybe get a bottle of the reserve of the Vintner's Reserve and have a side by side. I so, love side. I mean, I went to Kendall Jackson. I had a great time. The wine was good. But we're going to talk
0: about the Napa trip we just we're gonna had. We're going to talk about the one yeah. that we just had. That just happened. hmm So by now, it's like two and a half weeks, three weeks bef- ago that we went to Napa. Oh, I miss it already. I agree. Because when we were there, it was rainy mm-hmm. and cold. Chilly. Not cold, cold. How we would describe cold here. But uh, for
1: California, that was cold.
0: And they even commented on it. So we arrived on Friday in the pretty weather. And then it started raining on Saturday, which is when we actually embarked on our very first day wine tasting. On the Silverado Trail, mind you. Yeah, that's right. And prior to our visit, we actually purchased the Priority Wine Pass, which was like, I don't know, sixty bucks or something. I think it was forty. It was something pretty cheap, and then they had a discount over Memorial Day weekend. But essentially, that Priority Wine Pass works not just in California, but also throughout the U.S. for deals in terms of wine tasting. So sometimes you'll get a two-for-one, sometimes you'll get an extra couple pours. I think it was well worth it. I definitely plan to go back, and I know I'm going to Oregon. Next trip is planned for October, so I will be able to utilize it there, too. So. I would just recommend taking a look and seeing what is included because that may help you navigate your Napa.
1: Yeah, so we did some wineries that were included in the Priority Wine Pass, but we also kind of – we did a few that were our own thing. Yeah. Um, So the first one we went to was Black Stallion, and that was on the Silverado Trail. It was like right on the corner, like yeah. right on the edge of it. It's beautiful when you drive in because there's actually this huge statue of this black stallion. So nice. It's very pretty. The wine that we tasted, you can only get in the in the tasting room. But... They have other black stallion wine. It in did... the
0: grocery stores. Like yes. you can find
1: it. But the grapes are not from Napa. They come from all over mm-hmm. California. And it's a different winemaking
0: <laughs> technique too. Is yes. that right?
1: Yeah. Also, very interesting... They don't make their money off the tasting room wine.
0: You mean like the fancier
1: stuff? They don't? Sarah, they, how do
0: they make their money? They actually produce Boda Box wine. I had no idea. So Boda Box, have you ever had it? No, have you? I haven't either.
1: I feel like I've seen it. I've seen it everywhere. Like last weekend, my husband and I were hiking and there was people camping and stuff like that and a ton of them had Boda Box wine.
0: Really? Yeah. Maybe this is something to test out over the summer too. But so that is their bread and butter as they described it. And we had a couple people who were helping us in the tasting room. One who's, it was like her very, very first day of work. So it was really cute and special. Um, But yeah, we were informed that the Boda Box is really their bread and butter. Sort of what they, not necessarily pride themselves on, but that's how they make their money so that they can do all of these other much more unique offerings. Yeah. So we tasted through, we did a couple tastings.
1: Yep, we did an all-red and a mixed tasting. We tasted through several wines from rosé to pinot to their higher-tier wine. One was called Transcendent, which is 100% cab. And then the Bucephalus, Bucephalus. which is, sounds like a venereal disease. That's
0: exactly how he described screamed.
1: Yep. It. It's a blend of cab, Syrah, and Petit Verdot. Uh. Um, I actually walked out with a bottle of their 2018 rosé of
0: Syrah. <laughs> This, Lunio. Is the, this is the trip of rosé for sarah this is, i mean like i never buy rosé but this was this, so this was the first one so we already you already mentioned the one that you bought from little vineyards in our sonoma trip the next day but this was like the was first so good. wine that we tasted of napa wine and it truly was amazing and i think that's because it was a Syrah rosé wasn't it uh, yeah rosé oh of God. Syrah. so good
1: um i actually bought it for my mom but i'll probably drink it with her so it'll be okay so you benefited, yeah. I thought it was well worth the priority pass. I think we had a two-for-one. And the grounds were beautiful. The tasting room was nice. I would recommend it.
0: Oh, definitely. I,
1: the wines were good. I mean, I wasn't like screaming like, this is amazing.
0: But it was It was
1: i think a good start to our napa trip
0: it was a great start and i think the other thing is that we didn't really roll into black stallion with we didn't have expectations no not really because we'd never like this was one of the ones that was on the priority wine pass we were like all right let's just go it's on the way to somewhere else that we wanted to go so let's do it and i think
1: we had called around and there was a lot of places we wanted to go that were booked that Mm -hmm. day and this was like one of the walk-in places yeah it was very busy it was, yeah. And I'm sure it seemed busier because nobody was, was on the patio. Exactly. It, it was wouldn't. raining. No one was outside. But they do have a pretty patio as well. So, yeah, yeah, if you're on the Black, if you're on the Black, if you're on the Silverado Trail um, and you see Black Stallion and you've got some, you know, time to
0: kill. Oh, definitely. Definitely stop there. Definitely recommend it. Uh, okay. The next stop was Jessup Cellars. And this was in downtown Yonville, mm-hmm. right? And this was also part of that Priority Wine Pass, which is surprising because Jessup Cellars does not have distribution. No. You can only purchase it through them.
1: And this was only their tasting room. Right. So Black Stallion, you could see some of the vineyards there. Mm-hmm. This was the tasting room in Yonville. We met Mike and Grant. Grant is the tasting gallery lead. And Mike usually runs sales, but they were short people, so he was behind the... the and he was great. Cart. He was the first guy who Very knowledgeable. We tasted... A bunch of wine. So I know about Jessup Cellars because I had been there eight years ago on my first trip to Napa. And wait, was
0: it the Napa trip that you bought your Kendall Jackson? No, wait, I don't remember. I'm Maybe. only asking because it was—it's eight years old. Yeah, no, it
1: it was. Okay, it was. I was thinking my second trip, but that was like in 2014. So, this was. So, anyway, same trip, but um, I didn't go to Kendall Jackson on the tour. This was a tour that I did. It was like a limo tour, and the guy was like, oh, I'm going to take you somewhere really good, and he brought us there, and I remembered how good it was, and
0: I told you, and I said, we need to go back. And then when when we we found it was on the Priority Wine Pass, we were like, stars of a line, we must go.
1: I think the people were, I like it because it's laid back, but nice at the same time in the sense that like you still have that kind of like upscale feeling, but you feel like comfortable. Mm -hmm. They do do a wine and cheese pairing tasting. We didn't get to do that, but we did taste through Sauvignon Blanc, Merlot, Pinot Noir, Cap Blend, Merlot Blend, Zinfandel Port. We did a Petite Syrah. That's right. Um, I consistently
0: like all
1: their wines.
0: I could have bought all of them easily. That Sauvignon Blanc was so flipping good. I bought that. Yes, you did. Sarah, this, I don't know like this day on. was just like Sarah buying everything that, that is I like, never totally out of her out of her norm. It was like I had a different wine buddy with me the whole time. Just kidding. I mean it have it was it, it would be as if like you bought a bunch Chardonnay. of Chardonnay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't
1: this trip but I, I have.
0: Know. Like you said everything that we tasted through was really all around great. Also the tasting room has Like local artwork that you can purchase on the walls. Oh, that was really cool. Yeah. It's amazing. They're pretty small. They're pretty local. We might revisit
1: them in the future.
0: Highly recommended. Oh, and they had the port. Oh my God. Jamie, I like dream about it. I cannot wait because we ordered, we ordered a, a half case and that is the one thing. I mean, I'm excited for everything in there that's mine. But I am so excited about this stinking port and I don't get it. I think it's so funny. I mean, I bought one too, but... phenomenal. <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done.
1: No, you're, you're good, man. So then we went to the Round Pond, their spring release party. Yeah. That was a fun time.
0: It was a little disappointing from the perspective that they had three wines for their spring launch. And I was like, that seems a little yeah, low. I agree. I was expecting four or five. They had yeah.
1: three. They started out with a uh, Nebbiola Rose. Then we went to a petite for dough mm-hmm. and a cab i was not a big fan of the rosé that's okay me uh, either to be honest
0: i think Nebbiolo is yeah. a hard grape to have a
1: rosé by itself agreed the petite for dough and cab are pretty good it was 55 dollars for all you can you can pretty much get as many pores as you want and then did and they did have, have f- some
0: appetizers yeah. which the food was really good phenomenal but um, it was really amazing because when we walked in we took an Uber, and when we got there, it has the it's longest beautiful. drive.
1: It's like so sunset drive. It
0: seriously is. There's, like, palm trees all over the place, and it's just so exciting. And you're like, what am I walking in or driving yeah. into? We got dropped off. We went in downstairs, and then you guys probably saw on our Instagram, we walked through all these barrels, and then they delivered us our glass of rose to accompany us on our journey upstairs into the tasting room. It was pretty phenomenal. It was a really cool experience. We knew that that was happening on Saturday because we signed up for it like a Mm -hmm. week or two in advance. I mean, everything about it, just the ambiance was really cool. They had this wonderful piano player and singer. She just rocked it it was interesting because i do think that we were the youngest of the crew that was there we were definitely the youngest people there (laughs) like in a half mile by far i'm
1: sure yeah like it was it was insane it was kind of crazy but we met some really cool people yeah we did um they had a beautiful outdoor patio as well which we didn't (sighs) get to experience too much because it was raining but I would highly recommend if you can go there. The grounds are
0: amazing and the wine is good. It's totally worth it. They have a bunch of different wines. Like the Kith and Kin is yeah. their more price sensitive. entry level. Yeah, yeah. Entry level label. They also have olive oils and very unique liqueurs, I think they had. I could have hung out there a lot longer. Yeah. But we kind of got kicked out. We stayed after it ended. We met some people. And you met Bonnie. I met Bonnie. She is the cutest. Okay, I would love to be this woman when I'm older. She's like at least 70, no joke. Her husband Terry was there too. He used to be on Wall Street or something in New York. And then in retirement, they decided we're just going to go move to Napa. Live in the dream. Live in the dream. And Bonnie is the cutest little woman. She actually signed my cast. With an emoji, right? With an emoji in pen, not marker. Pen. So it really didn't look like too much of anything, but she's so cute. And the woman says that she lives off of weed and wine. It's amazing. Amazing. Hilarious. She just has this spunky personality and she just, like she and her husband are like all about living life and just really enjoying retirement. Yeah. Go I, you. That needs to be me at that
1: age. Yeah, right? 100%. So I do kind of wish that we were able to talk to someone there about some of the wines. We didn't get that type of experience. Yeah. But it was a lot of fun. I would definitely go back. I think it's beautiful. I think it'll be even more beautiful when the weather
0: oh, cooperates. Oh, certainly. So yeah, that was a fun time. And then where do we go after that? Oh my gosh! So then we met these other people, this one couple and uh, another friend of theirs who are coming in from somewhere an hour. away. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere at least an hour away. They took an Uber up, and then we went to JCB Cellars, and so that is Jean Charles. I'm gonna mess. I'm gonna say Boisset because okay. that's how to me it's spelled, but I heard somebody pronounce it differently. Okay, he is the French guy who is behind many many different wineries, including Buena Vista now. So he owns Buena Vista, and he owns. Um, JCB sellers and like John Legend has a wine. He's like the wine dude for that, and also Raymond Sellers. Isn't he married to somebody? He is married to Gina Gallo of EJ Gallo, <laughs> which is the big conglomerate out, one of the big conglomerates out in California. So they're like wine royalty, basically. Basically, yeah. I, feel, I felt like that walking into that tasting room. That tasting room is. It's like Las Vegas on steroids, if you can imagine. It's insane.
1: It's like Las Vegas, like met a stripper club. Met well, Las Vegas is pretty much a stripper club. <laughs> I just realized it's like James I just Bond. Said,
0: it's like stripper club mixed with James Bond. Like, if you did, you walk into that back room. I don't know. There was so many mirrors and flashy lights yeah, going on and uh-huh.
1: chandeliers that I wasn't sure what was happening when we walked in. I'm like, are we still in Napa? Like,
0: what just happened? Did I time warp somewhere? It was. I mean, it was insane. I think the wine was good. At that point, we had been drinking. You had the Pinot. We had been drinking. And as you said, at Round Fund, it was pretty much unlimited. Yeah. Although they were giving very... They like, giving pretty, small pours. Yeah. They were pretty conservative but you could go pores. as many times as you wanted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We tried to see if and, like guys were served less than girls were. They were. I enjoyed that. But JCB sellers. So because I'm a Buena Vista wine club member, there are certain things on their menu that are complimentary for the wine cellar. Yeah. We all just walked in and had free wine. It was pretty amazing. I had bubble. I had champagne. And this is champagne. Like they are legally can call it champagne. Oh, wow. That's because of that law. That's super fancy. Yeah. So that was really, really yummy and interesting. And we met a dude who's moving to like Wisconsin, right? Isn't he moving to Wisconsin or was he traveling? No, he was traveling to Apostle, Apostle Islands. Okay. Yeah. You just never know who you're going to meet on these trips. No. It was so great. I remember talking to that one guy about his family's from Italy. I was talking to him about his trip back and like going to, you know, him going to visit his family with his kids and stuff. And it's just, you really can make a lot of friends completely unexpectedly. Wine brings people
1: together. It does. It's like the glue that binds the population. Not quite.
0: Wait, wait. I like this quote, wine is the glue that binds the population. I like it, Sarah. The population that you want to hang out with. That's true. It makes them all more fun. Yeah.
1: The good population. The good population. So that was Saturday. And then Monday before we left, we did get to go to a few places. One, which was one of my favorites. I mean, helps. their tasting fee is is pricey. Exorbitant. Yeah. And I kind of was like... I don't know if this is gonna be worth it.
0: It's worth it. I mean, like, you are. My parents disagree. Really? Yeah. Oh. They went a couple years ago and I taught. I was like, oh my gosh, we went to Joseph Phelps. And they're like, I just don't. I think it was overrated. And I was like, I don't. I think just the place is amazing. The place was gorgeous. Again, the the weather really worked for us on um, the day we arrived and the day we left. Right. And the in betweens weren't so hot, but yeah. this was like perfect. Very early morning spring. We what time was our appointment? Ten. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. We had our own personal wine tasting guide. Mario. Mario. Who
1: like gave us all the history you know, walked us through the wine, the
0: wine tasting room, like, a, I don't, it's not a room, it's a chalet. Yeah, lover. he basically walked us through this whole, it used to be the production. Yep. Originally, that was a production house. And then, but they, re, they redid it as recent as 2014, I thought he said. Yeah, it's been pretty recent. And so they do a lot of special events there. They have the private tasting rooms. They have these massive barrels. Remember that mm-hmm. he said was used for Riesling. And each people, of them was a different type. And people had to go in them with oxygen tanks to clean them. We sh- you took
1: a picture of it, right? I did. Yeah. Yes, I'll post it. Uh, um, anyways, it was stunning.
0: And not, then... Not only was it stunning, though, it was good wine.
1: It was good wine. You walk out on the terrace and you overlook their vineyards and you can't even see the street. I mean, it's like this like beautiful tucked away area and it's their vineyards of sauvignon blanc and some other grapes that they do and you're seeing the turkeys that's right there were turkeys the live turkeys that are like walking through the vineyard. wasn't that
0: interesting what he told us about them
1: yeah he says that they know when the grapes are ripe because they start going for them but they only like like white grapes they don't like the red skin same with the deer and so that's
0: how they know when it's time to harvest right hilarious but it's like forget testing forget the science behind it just go with the turkeys (laughs) I mean, in nature. Uh,
1: so Joseph Phelps actually has an interesting history too, because he was in construction at first. He built the wineries of what currently is Francis Coppola and Rutherford. And these yeah. were actually before Pillsbury was trying to get into wine. And I can't so, imagine that. It's crazy. And when he was building these wineries, he was like, I like wine. Why don't I get into this? And he decided to get into wine. And that's kind of how that came about. It is still family owned. It is not owned by any corporation, corporation, whatever. It doesn't sound like there's
0: any desire for them to do that either. They want to keep it family. Right. So Of course, they're probably not going to share their massive plans, but
1: still. Yes. So now, um, so Joseph Phelps has since passed. His son, Bill, was running the winery, who's retired. And now his grandson, Will, runs the winery. We actually did see him. He was just kind of hanging out, walking through the property.
0: With his coffee. Yeah. Just chilling.
1: Chilling. But Mario sat with us the whole time, walked us through several of the wines. Um, We had a Sauvignon Blanc chardonnay pinot noir a cab and two of their high level
0: labels insignia um that's like a label Yeah. yeah they do sell it here they distribute that they don't distribute everything i think that the chardonnay that we taste in you could only get it on site or through their website they have wines made from specific vineyards that are only available out in their tasting room or on their website they do not distribute because they're smaller production
1: Yeah, so the Sauvignon Blanc, for example, is one that they don't distribute. It's made. That was also
0: good. I bought a bottle. We both did. Did we? Yeah. I don't even (laughs) remember. She doesn't even remember. I don't even remember. You've had the box since our trip. I'm going to collect wine today. We each
1: bought the Sauvignon Blanc because it was very good (laughs) and... The vineyard that we was look, we were looking at was all their Sauvignon Blanc. Mm-hmm. They get some of their grapes from other places for the other wines. And they only have that there. And so I felt like that was a good one to buy. They also... Some of their Pinots, you can only get there. Right. Um, but the Insignias,
0: they do distribute them. And that is an expensive wine, Insignia. Oh, yeah. I was this close to we're, getting it. We're way into the triple digits with that one. Way. I had the willpower to not buy it. I'm not saying that I won't ever buy it because truly, and even from the years, we had a 2012 and a 2015. So you could actually taste, a, I would say a significant difference from 2012 to 2015. And they don't always use the same blend. It's not even always the same grapes. So that I think is really cool because what they design it to be, this insignia is literally the best of the best. Like the, the fruit that goes into... The insignia is actually still the same type of fruit, same places, like same vineyards go into their other wines. It's just, this is the cream of the crop. Like the best berries are going into this insignia and it shows. Yeah, I'm sorry. It really does. But they also say that you need to age it for like 20 years. Oh yeah. He said that to lay it down and I was like, well, shoot. It would be, well, maybe Sarah with her ability to lay down the Kendall Jackson for eight years and forget about it. But eight years isn't even enough.
1: No, I, I know. Guess, yeah,
0: I mean. But even still, they were drinking very well. Listen,
1: I don't know. You got to live life. I mean, I'm, I agree you need to age some wines, but I'm not waiting 20 years. That's insane.
0: No, I, I, I'm i just debating. Now the wheels in my brain are turning, but I'll think more about that later. So then after Joseph Phelps, our last stop before we had, before we got to the airport was Gustavo Tasting Room. And Gustavo might sound familiar to some of you. Because if you listen to our Bottle Shock, our California Dream-In episode, we talked about Gustavo.
1: Yeah, or if you haven't listened to it and you've actually watched Bottle oh, yeah. Shock, That's you'll, true, you'll yeah.
0: know who Gustavo
1: is. But you should, of course, listen to our episode. Duh. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, he was one of the young winemakers at Chateau Montalina during the, the famous Paris tasting that brought California on the map. The judgment of Paris, yeah. So when we first walked in, there was this older gentleman, and he's a master psalm. And he Thank was you. doing our tasting, and we were the only ones there. And I seriously
0: thought he was Gustavo at first. He's not. We didn't look up a picture before we went, so no. we, weren't, we weren't sure. He looked about the right age, but we weren't positive. His name is
1: Victor. He was very educational, very down to earth. He spent a ton of time talking us through the nuances of wine. He actually teaches wine classes. So he was basically teaching us. He's been a master sommelier for 40 years at least. We could have sat down with him, I feel like, forever, all day, but we had a flight to catch.
0: Oh, it was so unfortunate that we had to scoot. We were like tearing ourselves away.
1: We tasted a Chardonnay, Barbera, Syrah, Cabernet, and a Red Blend, which was the cheap. The Red Blend was actually on the cheaper end of their portfolio. For me, the Barbera and the Syrah stood out, but they were all really good. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Those are my two favorites as well. I bought the Barbera. That was my last bottle of the trip. It was super yummy. It was really good. Um, You can can buy their wines online. Victor was awesome. We would definitely go back. He was just so engaging and had so much educational knowledge. Definitely go for Victor. (laughs) Definitely go for the wines. It is in downtown Napa, the tasting room. So that kind of makes it convenient next to a lot of the restaurants and things like that. Yeah. It was great. Now... We didn't get to go. We had a lot of other places on our list. So I'm just going to go through some of the places that we wanted to go. We didn't get to go. So we will be back.
0: Oh, we, we've got sure. some plans
1: for sure. Um, we wanted to go to Rombauer. They supposedly have an amazing Zinn, which I did try last weekend. And it was very good. Is it amazing? Good. It's, it's good. really good. Uh, we wanted to go to Peugeot via Dare, which I've been before. Beautiful we were setting. So hard. We tried so hard to go there. Our schedules were just not jiving. Beautiful setting, like up in the top of the mountains. Amazing wine. Yes. Provenance is where Jamie had on her
0: list. I have a lot. Yeah. I have some friends who, I mean, absolutely rave. They had gone to a a mess of wineries when they were in Napa. I think it was last year. And came back, they'd still talk about the Provenance. Um, Darwish, Darush. not sure how you say it. (laughs) However you want to say it. It's tomato-tomato.
1: Tomato-tomato. All right. Um, Persian people actually own that one. It's supposed to be beautiful. I know the wine's supposed to be amazing as well. Can we get that here too? Do they distribute? I feel you like can. I've seen yeah. it. Um, we wanted to go to Gamba because... Obviously, Obviously, unicorn. the unicorn. <laughs> um, Paradox was another one. And then Jarvis has supposedly amazing cave tours. So Sarah has one. wanted to go to Jarvis yeah. for a long time. I did. We're going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then there was one that was recommended to us by a local called White Rock, which is off the Silverado Trail. Yeah. We tried to go, but we couldn't find it. It was hilarious. <laughs> not a joke.
0: We, like, had the maps up. We looked everything the Address. Up. It's weird because they have the address, but they don't have, like, hours or anything. And part of the reason is because it actually burned down with the fires. Yeah. And so there's a lot of – where we were driving, there was so much construction – so we assumed that it was due to the fires yeah. and that there literally isn't a legit tasting room any longer. So next time we go, we'll probably reach out to their tasting person, their staff member, because there is a direct... We, of course, found this out Friday night. We're like, let's yeah. just see if we can find them. So we went out Saturday afternoon to try to find them. But yeah, and they're right off the Silverado Trail, supposedly. Yeah, very close to Black Stallion. Like, it's yes. supposed to be six minutes away. It didn't work. And then, Jamie,
1: your favorites from before that we could have gone to were Buena Vista. Yeah. And
0: And Costello is really cool, too. Yeah, which we
1: passed Costello, and it looked beautiful. So...
0: Costello did... I will just say, Costello does this tasting. If you are able to allocate, like, an hour and a half for their tasting, they literally walk you around the grounds, talk to you about why it looks the way that it... Why it's literally an Italian castle, like, in the middle of Calistoga. The dude who built it... He is the grandson of V. Satui, which is another very mm-hmm. historical winery and winemaker in the Napa area. And then the other thing about it is that, like you go, you go down. There's literally wine flowing through the walls of oh their God, caves, that are amazing, in the basin or underground. And then you do a barrel tasting. It is hands down one of the coolest experiences, just because it is such a unique view. I mean, yes, outside Napa is beautiful, but even underneath when you're tucked away in a cave, just it's amazing. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was we have several places and there's like 550
1: wineries just in I think just in Were Napa. we calculating
0: how long it would take for us like if we yeah. li- if we took a year sabbatical and we, we could, could visit two a day. We could get through all of them. We could do it. It would be a very very financially expensive yeah. situation. Unless someone wants to pay us to do it, that's fine too. Yeah, I mean we, we're cool with that. I think of all the places we ate, I think Ona Tree was our favorite. Oh my god, it was so good. So I don't know if it was good. just because we've been traveling, but the food oh, was amazing. The food was good. It was one of those where we also were like, "Give us your recommendations," and pretty much everything he recommended, we just were like, "All right, let's just do it." Yeah. So it's an Italian restaurant. They're known for their pizza.
1: Um, we had one of their pizzas, we had some polenta, we had an asparagus salad, mm-hmm. and then we had an Italian jo- dolcetto wine. Which was so good. It was really good, yeah. Um, do, do as, do the, as napkins the napkins do. do. That's mm-hmm. what they told us. So really nice amb- ambiance as well. And that was also in downtown Napa. Uh, we did go to Grace's table as well, which was really good. We had creme brulee. We were like on a creme brulee mission, I guess. It was. I don't know.
0: It's it was we good. We we
1: started it, and then we're like, let's just do a trend. Yeah. So anyways, fun, amazing trip. Not nearly long enough. We definitely should have stayed an extra day. Word of advice, if you're going to take the trip out to Napa, especially if you live kind of far where we do, or you're on the plane for four hours and you have to drive, at least make it an at least a three-day trip. A, um, full, two,
0: a, three, a full, full three days. days.
1: We made that mistake where we did the whole trip, and I don't think we... Definitely could have used another day. So we've learned our lesson. And
0: maybe we won't go in May either. Yeah. We'll go when it's maybe we're more sure that it's going to be warm But weather. According to them, this is not typical for May. No, I think my parents went in May and it was like 80 or yeah. 90 degrees. Well, it was the week we
1: left, la- like two days after it yeah. was. So I, I don't know if that's. It's maybe the end of May. I'm not sure. We went mid May. I mean, before we got there, it was 75 and sunny. So that was just bad luck. That's all right, though. Um, It's all great. I'm going to go ahead
0: and say this Kendall Jackson. I think we're over it. That's a, I think that's a really fair statement. It doesn't, uh, good in the sense that, a great opportunity like you said way early on it's a learning experience for us so we talk a lot we've talked a lot about aging wines and we ourselves are trying to do more quote-unquote cellaring and we know that a lot of wines are maybe designed for that you know purchase it pop it drink it done go back out again the next weekend and buy the same thing but it's really like when you try when you want to try to cultivate more of a collection you know Sometimes you just don't pay attention. But there's all these reports, like you just found that blog. bunch of reports on when you should drink certain grapes from certain regions based on their their growing season. So there's a lot that goes into it. We've talked about this time and time again. But I wouldn't say it's like all, all amiss. I no. do think that it was a positive experience just to see what happens. Yeah,
1: in general, I think you shouldn't really be aging white wines this long unless it's
0: Riesling. So research your Ooh, wine, man. Ask it's like people it's you're like, buying. It's like it over ripened bananas.
1: It really is. It, you know what it's like. It's like you've left the bananas out on the counter too long. Yes, and it's you're like, like oh, starting to rot a little.
0: I don't think I can do this banana anymore. I mean, I, it's time to make banana bread. <laughs> well, it's almost okay. So you know when you make banana bread and you have the batter and it's just like sitting there for a minute. If you smell the batter, yeah, that's what this smells like. Although that batter probably smells better than this. Sorry. We will test out the um, more
1: recent version and report back. Because I'm sure this is a Sarah fault and not a KJ fault. <laughs> Oops.
0: My bad. Sarah fault, KJ.
1: He basically tells us not to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah,
0: All right. Well, until next time, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, we're back for part two with Avant Chardonnay. We just had to try the newer version. We had to. We had to give it a second chance. So we went out and bought it.
1: And we're here with what was currently on the shelf, which is the Kendall Jackson Avant
0: 2016. And you got this for a steal. I did. $10.87. Thanks, Total Wine. I saw it originally listed for like 19 bucks. So there could be
1: a big span. All right, I'm going to crack this one open. So we are going to give you our... It was a crack, crack, so you can tell that they've changed things since the last one was a cork. So right there, we know things are different.
0: Oh, this looks so much fresher. It really does. It blends in with my cast way better. It's not quite as golden. It's golden, but it's not it's quite. Not nearly. It as, looks like
1: lemonade, almost a little bit darker. Isn't that what
0: your pee should look like too? So this was like a the the 2011 was like a dehydrated urine. Oh, the 2011. I mean, that was just I don't even know. That was oh, it really golden. So much. So
1: on the back of the label, it says, This is crafted in a modern style that delivers a fresh expression of this exceptional grape. The wine is cold fermented to retain crisp green apple and lemon Mm. drop flavors. The resulting wine is sleek and lively, providing a superb affinity for food.
0: So cheers. Cheers.
1: For the second time.
0: That is definitely better. It's definitely better.
1: It's not as chardonnay.
0: I feel like like. it's actually kind of honeyed. I don't want to say it's not super crisp, but it's... It does have more of that lemon honey flavor to me, not the green apple. Did they say lemon drop, though? They did say lemon drop. Okay, all right. I'll give them that. So this is actually made
1: differently than in 2011. How's that now? It's 100% cold fermented in stainless steel, unlike how the other one was half and half stainless steel oak. So there's that, too.
0: That's probably why we don't get as much of the vanilla, like the... Well, oh you mean God. the spoiled banana? That was because yeah. it was just old.
1: Okay, this is, this is better. This it's is a, better. It's definitely
0: a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I'd say that I've had other Chardonnays that are what I would describe more so as crisp. This is definitely towards that. I think that you can get a sense that Kendall Jackson's standard is probably not... Their, their Chardonnays are probably more buttery. So there's still a hint of what their tradition is, I think, in this wine.
1: Yeah, this is supposed to be, I think, their crisper, younger, fresher
0: wine. Available? Do you remember?
1: Oh yes, it's available. <laughs> it actually says on the, on the underneath um, on the label and on the foil <laughs> that it's fresh,
0: crisp, and clean.
1: It might be a good um, all right backyard wine. We had to try it
0: again because we just didn't we feel it right it. giving the score we were going to give to the 2011. All right. Well. Okay. On that note. Now until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DBP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at dbpcheers Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from
1: you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time.
0: Cheers, cheers from, the from the girls of DBP. Of DBP.